0: Good morning, Mrs. Cox. <laughs> <laughs> good morning, Mrs. Cox. Uh, oh, there's a segue. A teacher? Stop it's it. It was segue. Of course, it is. You've just oh fallen straight.
1: You just create these. You manifest them out of nothing.
0: I didn't even mean to do that one.
1: That was a good one. Well, nobody Great, knows what we're talking about yet. We better tell them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no one knows what we're talking about at the best of times on this podcast. So Coxie.
1: true, isn't it?
0: How are you going, listeners? How's Rona treating you? Is she is she being kind today? Really? On a Wednesday?
1: Is she ever kind?
0: Wednesday, the 8th of April, deep into the Rona. Might need to change the way I say that. Um, <laughs> welcome to the Tradies in <laughs> Business, Daily Tradie Rona Cast.
1: Holy moly, I still can't say it. Daily it was a nick. Rona Cast.
0: That's daily Trady Rona Cast. I love a good tongue twister and a bit of alliteration.
1: Yes, you're very good at it.
0: And I've only had one. Oh, no, that's a lie. I've had two coffees so far.
1: Oh, I've only had one this morning. I'm saving myself for my 10 o'clock coffee.
0: Oh. So um, let's talk about time and teaching and teachers and homeschooling. Well, it's not actually homeschooling. They're calling it school from home. I don't know. Is that just a convenient way for the government and the private schools to still justify taking our money?
1: No, I think it's different. I really do think there's a point of difference School at here. home? I think currently we're all scrambling and stressed and worried because we think we have to teach the children. But in actual fact, I feel that the systems they're setting up mean that, certainly my kids are teenagers, so I'm probably speaking from a different perspective to primary school kids or parents of primary school kids, but my kids will be signing into class every day day. and they'll be moving through their normal periods, their normal timetables and signing in. The teacher will be there teaching them for each class. So I feel that that is school from home rather than homeschooling.
0: Mm. Yeah, I, I get that. I still uh, – and we'll get on to talking about what we we're actually going to talk about, <laughs> 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 which is um, – yeah you know, private school fees
1: oh we've had this discussion
0: the you know you're paying for buildings and equipment and in person teach like you're paying for a service to be delivered in a particular way agree and now it's not being delivered the same way mhm i guarantee they're not going to drop their fees wow
1: well, i agree with you we've had a big conversation mm-hmm. about that this week because mm-hmm. how is what we will have delivered any different than what somebody from a different school might be delivered? Are we not all now in an equal playing field?
0: Yeah. Maybe, maybe there's some
1: in. different thought about that. Maybe a teacher, there's teachers that listen that can let us know what they feel.
0: Because private school is no longer private school. No. Everyone's schooling the same way. Exactly. The curriculum's maybe slightly different. Is it though? mm. Uh, so a public school curriculum and a and a you know upper elite private school curriculum are they the same teaching content
1: they have to um work to the same hmm. I don't know the technol- the technical points but or or the the jargon really but they have to work towards the same standard
0: yeah there's there's some baseline guidelines I guess around um what's included but I, I've never actually fully wrapped my head around because I'm a public school boy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I've not ever really wrapped my head around the differences. But uh, anyway, that's a that's another wormhole in space and time that uh, we should probably not go down.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Particularly because I get a little ranty on this one.
0: <laughs> and we weren't even going to talk about that today. I know. We were, I, I've, I've typed up in our little chat thing because uh, we are sitting about... Um, how far away are we? I'm going to Google Maps it and see Can how many kilometres we are from something. each other. No, it has got to be further yeah. than that. Yeah, it's further when you add in the Bass Strait crossing. So uh, maybe
1: two and a half, three thousand kilometres away.
0: So from my location to the uh, the Brisbane office, um, which I won't say on air in case you get hate mail or you do know, you know, fire know bombs through your front window or something?
1: People <laughs> used to turn up to my house on a Sunday. They come for a Sunday drive, and they obviously felt they knew me enough they could knock on my door.
0: Wow. Mm. No one's allowed to do that here because I get a $16,000 <laughs> fine. <laughs> it's, it's a good way to not have friends.
1: It's, yes, it would be. Welcome
0: to Tasmania now. Get in your house and fricking stay there. Um, 2,180 kilometres to be exact, Coxie. Wow,
1: I would have thought it was longer than that. Wouldn't That's you? by
0: road and the um, straight line Bass Strait crossing, hmm. which is um, quite a distance actually. Uh, anyway, there's a fun fact for you, listeners. I bet you really wanted to know how far away Coxie and I are from each other. And, you know, like thinking, what are you two smoking at the moment?
1: As usual. Well, you are in Tasmania, so it's probably you, not me.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm hoping that's legal down here, but I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably more interested in the fact that I left my property to buy it than the fact that I'm actually, you know, taking an illegal substance these days. I would think so. Anyway, we were actually going to talk about time blocking. So my segue has just been completely (laughs) ruined with you introing as Mrs. Cox, the teacher. Good morning, Mrs. Cox. Because there's a bunch of listeners who are currently trying to figure out how on this green earth do they juggle, balance, fit in, school from home, uh, work from home relationships from home, everything from home, home. It's just <laughs> everything all... happens at home. Home is no longer home. Home is just a big melting pot for a whole heap of stuff. Stress and frustration. <laughs> um, and a bunch of Facebook book of lies, shenanigans as well in the mm. mix. How the blooming hell do you juggle all of that and not lose your marbles? I don't know if we can
1: promise we won't let people lose their marbles. Maybe they'd like to lose their marbles. Well,
0: that's not our responsibility. So all the opinions opinions expressed on this show are those of the uh, co-hosts and not necessarily representative of your individual circumstances. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But it it did spark me to think that we probably need to rethink the whole time-blocking thing.
1: Well. Can I speak from experience here? Please. I might time block out two hours to do some work and then I'm going to have a break. And that break might be to hang the washing out or to, I don't know, prepare morning tea for children or what have you. But I will get 10 minutes into that two-hour block and there'll be a knock on the door. Mum? 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 Does that sound familiar? Have you heard that tale before? (laughs) It is (laughs) the most frustrating Part of my day. So I've had to change the way I work. And I'm lucky. I've got teenagers, okay? I can't complain. I have teenagers. They pretty well want nothing to do with me anyway, but then they'll want food or they'll, the internet isn't going as fast as they would like. Or why can't I go and visit my friends? I'm so bored. There's nothing to do. There'll be some point in oh which there's a knock on the door. It's not little kids. that <laughs> are maybe in every two minutes. But I've had to mm. develop new strategies. And those new strategies are... Maybe f- made me feel a little unsettled for a few days as I tried to work through them because it's not the way I like to work. I'm pretty consistent, constant worker. I can smash out a two-hour block, providing I know there's a break at the end of the two hours. For me, that might be coffee, hanging the washing out, talking to the dog who doesn't talk back or uh, having a phone call with a client or talking to a friend. But I just need a 10-minute break every period of time. So now I'm having to work in almost 15, 20-minute blocks before I'm being disturbed. So that's really weird for me. It's very different. I feel the first couple of days I didn't feel as productive until I discovered something else. I actually wasn't being productive because I wasn't sure about what it was I needed to work on. So I totally changed the way I start my day. And this mm-hmm. is working really well for me. So it starts before anybody gets up. I'm always the first one up in our house and that suits me. I prefer that. I need that time to myself. But we have in the trade desk, we have the daily – I forget what it's called all the time, Daily Activity Journal or the Daily Focus Journal. I think it's the Focus Journal. journal. And that gives me an opportunity to sit down with my coffee before anybody else is awake and have a think about what it is that I actually really need to do today. And I can step that out in three steps. These are the three things I absolutely must achieve today then it also gives me space to reflect on, well, who do I need to connect with today? Is it Warwick because we haven't spoken for a couple of days or is it a client that I know that's having a particularly challenging time or is it another one of our team members that I might need to lead through a certain exercise or is it the children because they're actually showing signs that they're not coping with the current situation? Whoever that is, I can pop that in there and it keeps me mindfully understanding, okay, I need to work on those three things. They're the only three things I need to absolutely get done today and need to make sure I connect with that one person who will not only enrich my soul, but I can help them through whatever situation that might be. And then I have a list of goals for the day. So other activities that I might actually like to get done if I get time to get them done because a goal doesn't have to be achieved. You don't need to feel like shit if you don't get your goal ticked off. But it's a idea of something further I'd like to work on once I've done that three actual things I need to get done. So suddenly I have this list of six things to do and a person to connect with. And my 10 to 20 minute blocks are quite productive because Mm. I'm clear about what I need to get done. And I can sit down to my computer I can sit down with my phone or sit down on our meetings and clearly get to the point really concisely and quickly without being disturbed. And for me, and everybody's different, but for me, I've found that's quite a quick way to move forward. I'm still getting done as much work as I always have done, even though I'm now being constantly interrupted. And it's because what I probably didn't realise before is I wasn't focused enough to immediately do the work previously and I was being distracted by clients on Facebook or the group chat that I needed to monitor or the telephone ringing or whatever it might be. Those interruptions were still there, but they'd just become part of my daily life and I hadn't really put together that I was still being interrupted every 10, 20, 30 minutes. It Mm. just looked a little different. I passed it off as work in inverted commas. So for me, that's working really well. It's a different way to time block. It's still time blocking. I'm still blocking out 10, 20 minute periods where the doors are shut Nobody's allowed to knock on it, again, easier with teenagers than it is with really little kids. But perhaps there's something in that for our tradies and tradie wives. Maybe there's a way in which they're, you know, you can find a way to knock out at least a a part of your quote or to answer you've got 20 minutes to quick rapid-fire communication with all your clients that you're meant to be working with or you've got 20 minutes to design an email about what you're doing with the COVID preventions at your work. Quick periods of time, if you really focus, can actually be super productive. Similar yeah. to the way you work, work
0: Yeah, I um, I realised a, a little while ago, before this thing called Rona, uh, that not everybody works the same way as far as productivity and time blocking and. And and while you and I talk a lot about in the Trade Desk, particularly about how to time block, and we, we talk about, um, I suppose, the starting point for a lot of people mm. uh, and, you know, first principles, I suppose, you could call it, of, of time blocking. Everyone has their own sort of energy rhythms and focus capacity, and mine's pretty low. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, a butterfly. Hey, Stop are, it. I'll be back in a sec, <laughs> uh, Anyway, sorry. So, <laughs> but, but I realized um, from one of my teachers, actually, that I had been following for a while and consuming their content. Uh, and I sort of – I'd heard this a bit and I read it and I thought, oh, yeah, yeah, but, you know, the reality is I've got 10 hours of work to do, so I've just got to sit here until it's done. And that's what I'll try and do, and I just – vlog myself in front of the computer, not like that, but I would just, you know, <laughs> keep busting away with the work and I'd get tired and more frustrated and less productive and it just, it didn't work, right? Of course not. And, and then I, I sort of read this guy's post properly about energy cycles and time blocking and all that stuff. And I gave it a go. So, what I did was actually um, not work, quote unquote, for more than 45 to 50 minutes at a time. Mm-hmm. And then I'd go take a break. And that break looked like I might go hang up the washing or mow the lawn or uh, you know, play with the dog or whatever. But um, I found that I was actually keen to get back for the next 40-minute block because I'd had that break yes, and I was feeling a little more refreshed and I'd go back in. It's like, oh, I'd have this idea or I'd, I'd you know, just be more productive. And that sort of became, now it's my preferred method is just short bursts of productivity. It's the same for us on the podcast. You know, we'll do a couple of episodes, maybe spend an hour and then go have a coffee and a bit of a chin wag or, you know, you might go stand outside because you're sick of the side of me and you just want to get away <laughs> from me. I didn't think it was that obvious. <laughs> yeah, Well, with your back turned and your arms folded. Um, Stop but, it. Uh, <laughs> but that works really well for me and that's not necessarily a method that works for everybody either. No. Um, and so it's it's more about doing a bit of self-reflection and a bit of critical inquiry on, okay, well, what does work for me, the individual? Mm. What works for you, listener? What works for you as a as a method of working? I know some people and we've had clients that, Four hours of just intense focus and work is how they prefer to do it. They just feel like they get more done. They feel better at the end of that than if they try and do 15 minutes of this and then take a phone call and then half an hour of that. But I also know some people that work, seem to work really well in that almost chaos mode of 70,000 things happening all at once, despite what the experts say about multitasking and doing too many things at once. Mm. I know people that just do really well in those conditions. They, they thrive on it. Um, and so I think it's actually recognizing that we're all different. We're all individuals. We all have different um, rhythms that work for us. And then the, the important action is setting up your days, setting up your family, your kids, your calendar, your partner in these new times to allow you to work in that way.
1: Can we touch on something that I'd really like to um, acknowledge on the podcast? It's okay to put your kids in front of a screen for a bit. It's okay to put your kids out in the yard to play for a bit while you work. It's okay to do what is necessary so that you've given them some attention, but you've also gotten some of your work done. I think there's a lot of pressure at the moment on parents to be teaching their children, to be educating their children, to be making sure they have these full, wonderful days and then they're feeling really beaten down because they're getting to the end of the day and their workload is just ever increasing and they're not getting anything done. So I just want to say it's actually okay for kids to sit on the screens for a bit. That's okay. It's, it's not a choice that you're making every day for the rest of your life. It's what you're doing right now so that you can feel like you've been productive in your own work life as well. It's okay for them to... You know, they don't have to have a gourmet lunch. They don't have to have spent hours being educated by you as a parent. Those things, that pressure that we're, I think a lot of us are feeling at the moment is in many cases a self-imposed pressure because, again, we're going back to the old great book, big book of lies where everybody seems to be doing a great job. I'm observing a couple of mums on my social media at the moment that are doing an outstanding job, but I'm not that parent. I can't do that. <laughs> I've got work I've got to do. I don't actually like my children. I'm just here to guide them through life. I'm not going <laughs> to sit down and teach them. As I uh, say that, they're sitting at the door smiling at yeah, me. My, yeah, yeah. my 20 minutes is up and they're looking for food again. But no, <laughs> my Mom, point is. mum, mum. <laughs> stop. Mom. I hear it all day. <laughs> my point is that we've got to stop expecting so much of ourselves in terms of taking care of our children. It's okay to be, you know, you're still a good parent because they had a sandwich for lunch. You're still a good parent because you had to put them on the screen time for half an hour so you could knock out a block of work. It's okay.
0: And I I, I read something recently about building resilient children. Mm. And I think the good old Rona is going to forcibly move some parents into a different headspace around all this stuff. Mm. Uh, and I, I – I reference Mark Manson's latest book quite a bit lately because I have recently finished reading it and I think it's a fantastic book. Um, and he talks about this point in his book, Everything is Forked. Um, <laughs> Not with, knifed. With, with a Scottish accent. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's this this constant distraction from anything other than pleasure. Yeah. And we have all these things to distract us from – feeling bored or sad or lonely or scared or worried and so we go dive into social media for some distraction or we turn on Netflix or we go get a tub of ice cream or a hamburger or a bottle of wine or a packet of siggies and we've become a society of basically just d- distracting ourselves from anything other than pleasure yes and comfort that's so now, true that's that's his assertion, and I happen to think there's a lot of credence in that. And I see a lot of this happening with parents, more out of, uh, I guess, worry and, and fear that they're not going to do right by their kids, I think, as mm. a parent myself, um, just, just to go on the record and say I am actually a parent, so I feel like I, I have some degree of <laughs> qualification to talk about this. Um, that it's okay for our kids to be bored.
1: Of course it is.
0: Like, that's normal. They're kids, right? Our job as parents is not to occupy them, as you said, Coxie, every waking minute of every freaking day with something awesome or educational or stimulating. You know, it's all right to say, there's a piece of paper, there's some pencils, go teach yourself to draw a leaf. Mm. I'll be back in half an hour if you come and interrupt me, there's no lunch.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're not eating ever
0: again. (laughs) But, like, what's wrong with that? The kid's not going to die, and holy crap, they might go look at a leaf and go, this is stupid, and stare at the wall for half an hour, but they'll soon figure out (laughs) that, okay, well, that's not changing anytime soon. Um, Now, most kids these days have access to gaming and devices and all that stuff. So they can occupy themselves.
1: Of course they can. And they do. Um,
0: yeah. But I think as parents we just put so much pressure on ourselves to do what's quote unquote right yes. or best. Yes. And in an effort to do that, we actually end up killing ourselves in the process. Mm. Um, which is not good for our kids long term anyway.
1: No, it's not. And that, that mental that extra mental load at the moment, we don't need that. And it's okay yeah for you not to do that it's okay not to be a perfectionist in this it well ever but especially in this time it's okay to let them be bored it's amazing what they can find to do when they're bored you know Mm -hmm. suddenly they're well my kids are a bit older now but i do remember going through school holiday periods particularly christmas ones where they just go on forever and they Mm -hmm. would get bored and suddenly before you know it they're building cubby houses out of sticks in the backyard or they're yep. making mud pies when they were really little and, you know, just give them some time to be bored. Give them a focus if you've got one or don't. Both's okay. Sometimes you need to be selfish so that you can get through the day feeling like you've accomplished something or you've managed to get through some task on your list. And then to be fair, let's not beat ourselves up because we can't be as productive as we used to be. That's actually still okay too. I think yep. you'll find everybody's in the same boat. We're just not talking about it enough
0: yep and uh, I don't know I think uh, there's there's been this incessant march towards this utopian family society, um, you know Facebook, style life you know the social media life everyone's trying to trying to have the social media family where everyone's smiling at the dinner table and loving each other and talking about what they're grateful for today and there's never any fights or upsets or sadness (laughs) and we talked about this on uh, yesterday's episode where i spilled my guts um about having bad days Mm. well kids have bad days too of course they do and In actual fact, we're doing them a favor if we let them be bored and let them feel like crap because when they uh, leave home, if we're ever allowed to leave our homes, um, when they leave home, guess what they're going to find in the workplace? Yeah, of course. They're going to be bored putting stamps on envelopes Mm. because that's their first job. Or they're going to experience upset or disappointment or critical feedback. And if they haven't had any of that as kids then they're going to crash hard when they either enter the workforce or university or a trade, you know, whatever their chosen path is. So Mm. I think we actually owe it to our kids to teach them to learn to be part of our life rather than be served by us all the time. And, look, I'm not saying this is easy and my situation is different to yours as a listener Um, and, you know, it's an area that can be quite controversial, Coxie. Yes. Um, And, you know, I'm here on this podcast to hopefully inspire you listeners to think a little differently and maybe take a step back and have a look at how much pressure you're putting on yourself and how this is working for you. Um, Lots of things have changed in the last couple of months about the world and about our family life and about our homes. So Mm -hmm. um, it would be ridiculous to think – that you could make everything run just like it was before, um, in the current environment. Of course. That's probably my big point out of all this. Things have to change. And your kids are gonna have to change with that.
1: So they are. uh yeah. And they're quite the kids are really resilient. They actually bounce back from this stuff really quickly.
0: Yeah. My my eight and a half year old daughter is she was she was very upset. There was lots of tears shed when she wasn't allowed to go to the pool anymore. She couldn't go to the library, one of her favorite places. Um, she couldn't see her friends. Uh, you know, she's pretty upset she can't see her dad at the moment because we're in quarantine. Um, and she's fine. She's outside drawing pictures of grasshoppers f- as part of her, you know, school from home stuff. She's doing her times tables on FaceTime. Um you know, she's she's adapting better than the grown-ups around her mm. in a lot of ways and and just taking it in a stride despite her autism um and some of the anxiety that that causes for her. So, you know, she's been a great um I guess example for me of well, you know what kids are kids are actually as you say Coxie, way more resilient and adaptable than we give them credit for, I think. Absolutely. There you go. That was very insightful. (laughs) So time blocking, that was what that was supposed to be about. (laughs) How the (laughs) hell do you do school from home and all this stuff?
1: Maybe we're just giving permission to parents to be okay. That they're enough. They're doing enough. They are enough.
0: And to do it differently. Of course. If if you need half an hour um, to get some stuff done – yeah, stick them in front of a television at the moment. You know, make it age appropriate, please. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> first-person shooter games for your four-year-old? No, okay, I don't, I don't think that's a great, a great baseline. But anyway, um, value judgments aside, you're going to have to do some things differently. And you know what? We, we're all going to have to actually shift our standards and expectations in some areas. I think that's what it really comes down to.
1: I totally agree.
0: You know, the beds might not all be made every day and all the washing done and folded and put away and all the quotes followed up on time perfectly and all the invoices up to date. Like some shit's going to have to slide a little bit.
1: And it will. It's quite natural in a time like this. Let's not overwhelm <laughs> ourselves with our own expectations.
0: Yeah. So there you go. Coxie and I give you permission to just let it all hang out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, so another place to let it all hang out, Coxie, is
1: in the group, in the Facebook group,
0: the Facebook group. There's nearly nearly 1,600 peeps in there.
1: Mm, it's getting very busy and exciting. Lots of great conversations in there.
0: <laughs> I can hear the I can hear the work, the 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 fatigue in your voice sometimes, Coxie. It's like <laughs> it's getting very busy. It's like, how on earth do we keep up with sixteen hundred people conversing in a group? And I gotta say, Coxie, you do an amazing job. Thank you. Of, That's kind. Of keeping in touch with people, of staying on top of conversations. Um, I'm very, very grateful to have uh, you as my uh, my partner in crime here at Tradies and Business. Thanks. I think Ari. you do a fantastic job of supporting our members. So I think that um, we're very
1: fortunate to have a group of members that are very overwhelmingly positive and looking for help. They're not there to bash each other or, uh, you know, be bullies. They're all really yeah. nice. Makes my life yeah, it's, a lot easier.
0: It's really great to see. And you know, there's the odd Wally in there that that. They don't Spams last long. or says dumb stuff, but um Mummy Shark here is all over it. So snaps. Uh, <laughs> but no, we, we just want to protect the group and the and the culture of it. So um if you haven't found the group yet, go to the Book of Lies, uh, which is my favorite name for Facebook. And um hopefully they don't shut me down for uh, for saying <laughs> yeah, that.
1: Careful now.
0: <laughs> we love you, Mark. Um <laughs> I bet Mark's making some cash at the moment.
1: I bet he is. Can you even imagine that? Now there's a business that didn't need to pivot. They were just—they've been waiting for this to happen. Really, it's amazing.
0: How, how much money do you reckon Mark's put up for? You know, helping out the whole COVID thing. I haven't heard any news stories about that. Just saying,
1: I haven't looked. But no, mm. good point you make.
0: Anywho, so uh, <laughs> come
1: and find us in the group on Facebook. Come and find us in so the group hard to mark on mark Facebook. On the way.
0: Yeah, yeah. G'day, Mark. You're a champion. <laughs> uh, and join 1600 other trade business owners hanging out with Coxie. I'm in there sometimes, making a token appearance, and uh, <laughs> and a bunch of other peeps who are freaking awesome. Now in that group, you will find some sneaky uh hanging out in there some of our one-on-one coaching clients are in there so you can actually tap into some of our uh, our rockstar clients um there's a bunch of our trade desk members in there our drawing board uh members are in there so it's not just a bunch of people in a group there's actually a whole crop of our clients are in there as well so and most of them are only too happy to to share their experiences and answer some of your questions as well so yes they're all um, very generous now there is one catch to joining the group and that is that it's free.
1: I know that's a terrible catch. <laughs> Isn't that shocking? I don't know how people cope with that. Uh
0: yeah, it is free and um it will be ooh, should I say forever free, Coxie? Too yes, it'll be
1: good. no, it'll forever um, be free. It's
0: it's always free. We just we really started this whole gig because uh we wanted to create a community for trade business owners. And um, and that's our place to run it. So get in there, um, be a part of the conversation and uh, figure out how to time block and let the kids be bored.
1: <laughs> we can all have a, <laughs> a bit of a wag about how we're feeling about children this week. Have I a happy hump day.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Have a happy hump day and uh, we will be back tomorrow with another episode of the Daily Tradey RonaCast.
1: Except today isn't hump day because there's only four days in this week.
0: Oh. So what do you do it's when Easter Wednesday's not a hump day?
1: I don't know. You miss out.
0: It's just Wednesday.
1: It's a humpless week.
0: It's a... <laughs> Don't <laughs> don't dash my hopes, Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> you just snorted. <laughs> That's did. awesome. I think I think we should end the episode now. Bye. Uh, bye, listeners. You've been listening to the Tradies and Business Podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business, and other cool stuff at tradeisandbusiness.com.au.